Welcome to Water from the Well, a work of the Church of Christ in Santa Clara. Greetings, listeners. I'd like to thank you for joining us today. Uh, this podcast is going to go over the book of James. And I'm here with Paul Watson hey. and Derek Thompson. Hey. And I'm Sebastian Strader. And we are going to talk uh, about sort of our perspective of what we read in the book of James. I'm first going to let us uh, introduce ourselves. I'll let uh, Paul introduce himself first. Tell us a little bit about himself. Yeah. Uh, my name is Paul Watson. Uh, I'm the, I guess you might say, intern, uh, preacher trainee. Um, I'm studying under Mike Mike Wilson, the uh, sort of uh, main evangelist here, um, and going to be here for a few years. And uh, so, yeah, that's me. All right. Derek Thompson. Great. Yeah, Derek Thompson. Um, my family and I actually moved here to California almost two years ago now. So I, I am a servant here. I, I serve as a deacon um, here at um, Santa Clara Church of Christ. And just excited to be able to have this study with these two guys. All right. Tell us a little bit about your family. Sure, sure. So married now for, oh my goodness, this, wow. Is it 13? Yeah, 14 years. I was going to say, don't take too long. She's going <laughs> to listen. She's going to listen. Uh, I'm going on 14 years. And it's, it's been, I might have to yeah. do a little editing. So yeah, yeah. We'll <laughs> make just it. Just to help our brother we'll, out here. We'll make it sound all right. <laughs> yeah, and so we have um, two children together, um, ages 11 and 8 going on 9. And we've, um, we've been doing well. Yeah, we're originally from North Carolina, so quite a big transition for the family. All right, thank you. And I'm Sebastian Strader. I'm a uh, elder here, and uh, also one of the preachers here at uh, Santa Clara Church of Christ. Uh, serving here with my family, my wife Marie, along with uh, my son Nicholas, daughter Renee, and my son John Paul. Uh, and uh, they are actually uh, Jay, Jay John Paul, also known as Jay, is 17. Uh, Renee is 19. Wait a minute. She's going to be 19. <laughs> and uh, Nico is 21. All right. See, I almost got myself in trouble here. So. <laughs> yeah. Got to get your family facts right. Got to, got to get it. See, you'll have to do that one day, Paul. It's easy, it's easy for me. It's you can laugh sad. now. It's just yeah. the one. Yeah. <laughs> me, myself, and I. All right. Okay, so we're going to uh, start reading James here. Uh, we'll read uh, a few verses, and then we'll... Uh, have some comments as far as uh, how it's applied to us and what we learn from these verses. Uh, I'll go ahead and start reading from uh, James chapter 1, and we'll read verses 1 through 4. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes in the dispersion, greetings. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And I know some versions say uh, patience instead of steadfastness. It says uh, produces uh, patience instead of steadfastness. Yeah. And so just uh, to clarify that point. Any thoughts you brothers have as far as uh, what this says 
Yeah, the first thing that strikes me, um, and always strikes me when I read this, is counting a joy when you meet trials of various kinds. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not laughing a whole lot or right. finding a whole lot of joy when I, I go through uh, trials. But, you know, clearly this has some meaning for us. Yeah. Well, I feel like uh, the the book of James generally is, is concerned with um, practical issues. And so it's interesting that the first thing he brings up is um, when you meet trials. Of course, it's not if you meet trials, but mm-hmm. so it's it's sort of just baked into the cake, so to speak, of being a Christian is yeah. facing trials of one sort or another. Uh, yeah. But then that trial works to produce steadfastness or, or, or uh, patience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, when you think about the whole idea around patience, I mean, and having young children, you know, that's, I mean, that, that really helps with that whole idea around, around patience. And I know that one day it's all going to uh, pay off. But when he says it here, you know, you just have to put everything into, I believe, in proper perspective because... It won't always be um, um, the same. Right? Yeah, so yeah. things change so quickly and so much. And what may um, have tested you um, in one way five years ago <clears throat> may not test you in the same way, um, right? And it may come around in a different way. Yeah. Um, but all of it will ultimately uh, lead to something that, um, as you get through it, make you a lot stronger for the next next trials. So. Right, right. You know, when I think of it, I... I when I look at this and I read it, and uh, especially in the context of, of what the other verses that we'll read uh, through this chapter, um, I think about spiritual growth, and I think about you know how we're supposed to grow and and our perspective on life uh, throughout the years. And uh, you know when you're young, uh, you know you open a, up a gift, and you, there's that kind of joy. But as you get as you get older, the joy you find in life is a little different. You know, for me, it's as I learn things, or I'm able to to uh, you know be productive in a certain way. And the trials are are usually what lend to that. I look back on life and I say, you know what, I went through this and it made me better. And those are the types of things I think we find more valuable. And and so when I look at this joy, I think about that. Well, you know, I find joy in things where where I grow spiritually that are going to get me closer to heaven. And um, and so I can see how you can uh, have joy in life through the various trials that you go through because it helps you grow spiritually. All right. Um, let's read verses uh, 5 through 8. Paul, could you read that for us? Yeah. yeah. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Okay, and so I'll ask Derek uh, to comment first on those verses. Yeah, the thing that you know, kind of jumps out to me is just having enough courage and confidence in um, your relationship with God um, to to ask, right, um, for what it is that you are seeking. And typically, um, when 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 I do that, when it's aligned with God's will, right, you you have even more con- you have confidence that um, He's gonna He's gonna be there um, for you. 
And the other thing that really jumps out is this idea of being um, double-minded, right, and unstable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, depending on kind of what stage of life you're in, um, that can be a real, real challenge, mm-hmm. right? And making sure that, you know, your yay is yay and your nay is nay, so to speak, right. um, as it concerns all things, not just, mm-hmm. you know, spiritual things, but uh, life in general, because yeah. that we live who, what we are, who, what we show, right? And we should live um, that way no matter where we are, mm-hmm. right? And But I think um, the challenges of this world can sometimes um, cause you or tempt you um, to want to be one way in front of one particular crowd and another way in front of um, someone else. So yeah. that, that double-mindedness is a real um, danger zone, if you will, for, yeah. for everyone. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we can also um, show our lack of confidence in the Lord. Uh, when we're in trouble, we should run to the Lord. You know, as an elder, uh, I've seen members at times when they're in, having troubles in their lives, all of a sudden they'll stop coming to church. And I try to instruct them and say, you know, you should be coming more. You should be getting closer to God. Right. So because you should be trusting in him to help you through these uh, problems rather than staying away from him until everything's fixed, until you fix everything and then come close to him. But also as a father, I can um, identify with how God must feel because I always when my kids get in trouble or in a situation, when they come to me quickly, I love that because it shows their confidence in me. And I'm sure that God loves it when we run to him when we're in trouble because it shows that we have confidence and we have faith that he can help us through through the problems. Yeah, and the, I think the connecting chain between the, you know, verses 2 through 4 and verses, you know, eight, uh, 5 through 8 is th- this idea of wisdom being the thing that you need to overcome a trial, right? Right. So uh, the circumstances of life are such that uh, you're going to be presented with situations where it seems like you don't have any good options and you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So what do you need to do to overcome in a situation like that where you, you need wisdom? Right. Um, and so James then identifies the source of wisdom. It comes from God because mm-hmm. the, the Christian is to ask God, um, who he says gives generously to all without reproach, right. uh, given that the person asks, asks in faith mm-hmm. without doubting. Mm-hmm. That's the one stipulation. So there, there comes the idea of being a double-minded person. Right. We can't expect God to do something for us um, if we don't believe in Him. If we don't believe He has the power and has the ability. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Good. All right. So Derek, if you could read uh, verses nine through eleven, please. But let the brother of humble circumstances glory in his high position, and let the rich man glory in his humiliation. Because like flowering grass, he will pass away. For the sun rises with a scorching wind and withers the grass, and its flowers fall off, and the beauty of its appearance is destroyed. So too, the rich man in the midst of his pursuits will fade away. Okay, thank you. You know, it's interesting because you, you look at this and, you know, we already talked about being joyful through these trials. And now the lowly brother is supposed to boast in his exaltation. And so it seems backwards to what the world would have us to do. But, um, you know, as you live as a Christian, you, you understand the things that are important, the things that are lasting, especially. Right. Uh, then we can see how the lowly brother could, uh, could boast and, um, 
and be proud of, of where he is in life as long as he's, as he's walking with the Lord. Right. And it echoes so perfectly a lot of the language of, of Jesus, too. Like mm-hmm. the, the idea of uh, first will be last and last will be right. first. Yeah. The idea of, you know, to him who has more will be given and to mm-hmm. him who, ha- who has nothing, everything he has will be taken from mm-hmm. him. So um, the, these are hard sayings that people didn't know what to do with at the time because it goes against sort of the natural yeah. inclination of, of the world. Um, but the idea is that you can be unmoved by the circumstances of your life. Uh, the idea of bolting uh, or the, 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 low, the lowly brother boasting uh, in his exaltation and the rich in, in his humiliation because like the flower of the grass, he will pass away. Right. The, the idea is keeping eternity in view, keeping um, the spiritual realm in view, mm-hmm. as opposed to being consumed with the, the flesh and the physical. Right. And that, that requires a, um, a different lens, like period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And if you think about at least the stage of life I'm in, you know, kind of being in the trenches with, you know, younger kids and you, you read some of these sayings and then my wife shared with me, Something uh, um, I think heart to heart where they talked about you know being thankful for the messes that you have to clean up because I mean God has blessed you with children. That type mm-hmm. of right. yes, I mean that's having a totally different mindset mm-hmm. in terms of you know where you are in this particular stage mm-hmm. in, in life. Um, and as you mentioned, I mean it's it's foreign to the world. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I will read um, verses 12 through 15. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. All right. <laughs> uh, so, so we've we've discussed the idea of remaining steadfast under trial, mm-hmm. um, the idea that trials are inevitable, that they'll come, um, and and here he's going to talk about the end result of that, the final goal, which is he says, if you've stood the test. Uh, that person will receive a crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Mm-hmm. And then he he talks about the source of temptation, right? Um, so the idea is that temptation doesn't come from God, right? Um, and what what he's kind of addressing is is something that um, people who are Christians struggle with, and and people who aren't believers talk about a lot, which is the problem of, uh, you know, uh, evil and pain in a world uh, that created by by a completely good God. And this is some of that, uh, some of the answer to that, which is quite simple, which is that God isn't the source of the temptation, right? right? Um, that uh, the temptation comes from evil, the evil one. And then he gives kind of a progression of how sin happens. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's the big thing that I saw out of that as well. I mean, the word, you know, humble and humiliation were used in a couple of verses prior. And this, again, is a is a tough thing for humans to, to read because now, guess what? I don't have anyone to blame. 
right. right, so to speak. Right? Like I, I can't say that you know God caused this. Yeah. Right, like yeah. this points directly back to the source of it all, right. and mm-hmm. we ultimately right get to choose how we respond to the circumstances that God allows to happen right. in this in this life, and that and that progression is one that is. Um, should be more recognizable, obviously, to those um, uh, of faith, um, but again, uh, foreign to the world. So you one small thing, you may not think it's big at all, but look what it leads to, right? Yeah. And, and knowing the end of a thing and understanding that will hopefully right. make you react a little bit differently earlier on in the process. Right, right. right. Um, and, you know, learn that the way. Yeah. <laughs> And yet, actually, according to this, what I said is actually probably not right. You don't even get to put it off on on Satan. It's really, at the end of the day, uh, uh, up to you. uh, Because it says uh, each person is enticed by his own desire. And when the desire conceives, it gives birth to sin. So. But I think you were right in the sense that that Satan's the source. Yes. He's the source. But but blame, we'd have to blame ourselves if we allow ourselves to be. To be to fall into James. Well, and I think I'm also just uh, sort of forecasting a little bit of what's going to come up in James too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff in James about um, controlling the self, bringing every part of yourself mm-hmm. into uh, control. control. Um, and part of this is knowing n- knowing your desires, knowing mm-hmm. knowing what is likely to cause you to sin, and and mm-hmm. then and then working to combat that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Knowing yourself. That's right. Yeah. yeah. If there was ever a time to kind of understand more about you right like that's today yeah right like I get to know you yeah understand the things that are either you know trigger points or right. things that lead you in down various paths that you haven't been able to you know recover from or even avoid yeah um before right um, as far as you go about some of those choices that, that you go to yeah yeah and I, I i like what um both of you are talking about as far as uh blame goes because um you know, there's, there's only so much that we can control in life, and we're we're sort of reading about that in Ecclesiastes um, the other day. Just that uh, you know, God has the ultimate control, and then there's really a, a little space that we can control. And if we start trying to blame other people, then if you put the blame on someone else, then they're responsible to fix it. We have no control over that, but if we own whatever we can control and and handle that part of it. Then. Um, I, and I think we can walk uh, closer to the path that the Lord wants us to walk on. And if you look at that, it, it's interesting because the, we started out talking about trials of various kinds and how we find joy in it. And this this further addresses, but you know, when we're going on those down on those trials, don't think that the trial came from God. That God sent this my way, you know, to make me joyful. <laughs> but but to take advantage of that time to to grow, to be patient. To uh, learn the things that the Lord has has for us to learn, but to, but to, again, um, not put the blame on Him. All right. Um, so Paul, if you could read sixteen through eighteen, please. Yeah. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of His own will, He brought us forth by the word of his truth, that we should be a, be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Okay, thank you. Uh, Derek? Yeah, I look at that uh, again, because when I 
the whole idea of good and perfect gift is a stark contrast to kind of where we just left off, so to speak, right? So it gives a, 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 a huge shift between that progression of sin and how dark and evil and, you know, what the tempter is sometimes wildly, wildly successful with. Mm-hmm. And then it starts to compare the good and perfect gift that comes from above, which right. is everything that we should strive to be. And it goes all the way back to the beginning when it was talking about, you know, being a double-minded man, right? And it says, hey, here's here's the, the um, what would I call it? Here's the bar, right? God is, Jesus is, this is what we're reaching towards, right? I think it was mentioned in class the other other night we'll never attain it we'll never get there but we should always be striving um towards it and so that's what kind of stuck out to me that in verse um, 17 in particular just how good and great god is and how we should try to model our life after um, how we operate yeah well you know uh like what you said it's like this doesn't come from god Mm-hmm. These temptations, this doesn't come from God. Then it turns around, Here's this what is what comes from God. God. Yeah. And it's the good stuff, you know. And, it, it's, and He doesn't change. But it's, it's always, he's always going to be good. He's always going to lead us into what's right. Right. Yeah, it's it, it's the perfect contrast in a way because He's talking about where, where temptation comes from, right? So He says, God doesn't tempt you. What God does do is everything that's good uh, and every everything that you have in your life that you're grateful for, essentially, that's from God. Yeah. And um, there's no there's no variation. There's no change in, in the love he has for you. Um, and then 18 is, is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, of, it, of his own will, he brought us forth, so, so called us out. It's kind of the same language mm-hmm. that you see in the Old Testament when they talk about the Old Testament being called out of the world, mm-hmm. be, the the, uh, the nation of Israel being called out of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea of first fruits is like the first round of, of the harvest, right? Yeah, right. So so we are we are the, the messengers, we're the first round in, in the in the harvest proclaiming mm-hmm. his truth yeah. um to the world. Um or at least that's that's how I take it. Well you know, and, and uh, just as you referred to sort of old testament ways, when I hear that word first fruits, I think of um I think of the sacrifices, yes. you know, the kind yeah. of the best of what you had. Um and so it's 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 really referring to us as the best of his creatures of his creation, and uh, that's flattering. <laughs> right. <laughs> we uh, well, and that 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 is what we what we can potentially be remade into to become because yeah. we've 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 just oscillated between um, the worst of our nature, and he's saying um, basically basically the, this part of the chapter can be summarized with. Everything that's bad about your life and everything that is wrong about your life comes from you, and everything that's good it comes from God. <laughs> so yeah. may, make less of you and more of God, and, yeah. and your life gets better. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good words, brothers. So next week we'll be looking at the rest of the chapter, verses uh, 19 on, and uh, we'll have some discussion about that. I appreciate you brothers giving us some time, and uh, I hope you listeners have, uh, have uh, maybe... 
heard some things that you hadn't before and uh, and uh, have your own thoughts that uh, you bring forth when you read these verses. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. For more about us, check us out at truthseekers.org. There you'll find our links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.